Ben Durant wrote this last year and is now finally out at bluerosemag.com. Supplies are very limited, so you gotta get yours today. This book contains over 100 interviews with cast and crew, community commentary, and of course, us. For example, here are some of the fine folks you'll find in this wonderful book. Krista Bell. Charlotte Stewart, David Patrick Kelly, Jim Belushi, John Neff, Scott Frost, Cheryl Lee, Matthew Lillard, and the one, the only, Kyle McLaughlin. So get your copy today at bluerosemag.com and don't be left out. Now please, I must go back to reading my own book and tending to my fire. Welcome to this week's Twin Peaks Unwrapped. I'm your host, Brian Kozowska. Beside me is Ben Durant. And we are now going into Season 2, Episode 8. Yeah, Season 2, Episode 8. I, I, I have to remind myself we're on Episode 8, Season 2. And um, I think you remember you, you when you, I always you, get confused. Yeah, you know, this. so you're still new with, with this. You've never seen the show before. So you... You saw episode seven, and then did you see episode eight? Did you know you were in the new season, or when did you realize you were? Um, I didn't know on the Blu-ray. It doesn't tell you, but the only reason I okay, I watched season uh, episode seven, and then on the Blu-ray, the bonuses kind of go with that episode. Yeah. So the bonus was like some advertisement that aired on um, ABC. So I clicked it. And I watched it, and I'm like, "Oh no, is it gonna tell me something?" <laughs> and it go, it gave you a recap of the whole season, and then it goes, um, something like, "We're coming back in September, and you'll find out the killer." You know, blah blah blah. I'm like, "Oh, that was the last episode." Yeah. And the only reason I, I, I didn't realize it was the last episode. The last three episodes had ended on a cliffhanger. So to me, it just felt like a really good cliffhanger because they've been ending on that kind of note. So I didn't really know. And then, um, yeah, that's how I found out. I'm like, oh, that was the epi- the season finale? What, Too seven? funny. Well, you know, seven I, episodes? Yeah, and I originally saw it when it aired, the, the, the series. But, you know, the more I think about it, I think I might have seen it in the reruns of the summer. So the summer of 1990, in August, they reran the first season. So I think I might have – I think what might have happened was maybe I was catching it – I may have missed the original run, and I saw some of it, and I said, I should just wait for the summer. And so I actually ended up seeing, I think that's what happened. I ended up seeing the seven episodes starting in August leading up to the new season. So for me, it was like it was nonstop. Oh, Just wow. kind of like you in some ways. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. You were binge-watching it without binge-watching yeah. it. 
So, you know, I'd love to give like a little bit of, a, of history before we get into the, the new season, just to give perspective of, you know, what happened in the summer and stuff. Okay. So the finale, you know, uh, of season one aired May 23rd, 1990, and that aired on a Wednesday. And I've always wondered why did it air on a Wednesday? Because for the whole season, it's been airing on Thursday. And I, I finally found out why. And it was like, that was the last day of, of sweeps week or uh, of sweeps. Oh. Sweeps. So... So, you know, the idea of whole of sweeps is that you want to get the highest ratings so that the people who are buying commercials will uh, will spend more money on yeah. you and stuff like that. So that was that was, it the was up against stiff competition. I mean, it was up against some really big competition on Thursday night. Yeah. Cheers. I mean, it was up yeah. against Cheers. So they so- didn't want to go even bother with that well i mean they couldn't do thursday the next night because the sweeps were over and stuff so uh, they had to do oh, one. okay so, yeah i think that's what happened so anyways so then we come september 11th 1990 twin peaks soundtrack was released oh wow yeah and, and then uh, and i mentioned already in august how they re-ran uh, the first season on on september 14th Alan Thicke hosted a nighttime special called Behind the Scenes and featured Cop Rock show and Twin Peaks. So it had all these <laughs> the <laughs> Cop, Cop Rock. Rock. I remember yeah. that show. So it had like, but it had interviews with the cast and yeah, had, yeah. Uh, it had uh, Mark Frost and David Lynch. And it was, it was, it was a pretty decent actually packaged thing. Yep. And um, then on September 15th, The Secret Diary of Laura Power book was, was came out and stuff. So that people could, so now the first season hasn't come out yet. So this is all stuff that's coming out before the new season. Mm-hmm. Uh, September 16th, the Emmy Awards. And uh, Twin Peaks was nominated for 14 awards. That was more awards than anybody, you know, anybody wow. else. They only, wow. Res- they, only, uh, they only got two awards, and that was in costume design and editing. Oh, my so, God. So 14. And 14. They get the- so really what I think happened, you know, is like there's all this hype about the show, and everybody loves it, and they probably get all these nominations. And then we get time to vote on it, and they're like, ah, oh, we're over Twin Peaks. Yeah. And it's too bad because, I mean, yeah, it's just too bad. That's – yeah, I mean – Four, oh wow, fourteen! Fourteen nominations, and you get two that are are considered technical awards, and not yeah. even like for not, director. They're not even I, aired on the award show, probably. Yeah, they probably were done not. in the afternoon <laughs> in someone's basement. Oh man, that's a shame. Yeah. And then on uh, September 29th, uh, the season premiere of Saturday Night Live had Kyle MacLachlan on it and stuff. And and uh, I think at the end we might run a little bit of his monologue at, at, okay. to end the show. And uh, but later on when we do our parody show in the future, uh, he, he, there's a whole parody of Twin Peaks which with the uh, Saturday Night Live cast. Oh, it's it's wow. really good stuff. I got to watch uh, that. Yeah, you got to check that out. Um so and on uh, on uh, September 29th there was talk about doing a 1-hour recap show. And it was going to be it was going to be it wasn't going to be your typical recap re, uh, recap show from Frost, Mark Frost was talking about having introducing new characters on this program, and they were gonna, say, yeah, it's gonna be that's weird. And they were supposed to be stranger than the original, than the the regular cast and stuff. This never happened. So I mean, I don't know if Alan Thicke's show took its place or something, <laughs> but originally they, but this was actually in newspapers. This was in the uh, the the Freelance Star newspaper on July 26th. There was talk about doing this. so two months later. And I guess they decided to drop the idea of. So it was just going to be a Twin Peaks. It was going to be a one-hour recap episode, but it was going to be like a special episode where. And it would be after every it would be episode. Before, before. No, it was just going to be this one-time one time. special okay. before the new season began, kind yeah. of a way for people who maybe hadn't seen it or people who have forgotten gotcha. the first season. Yeah. It seems like every show that comes out nowadays yeah. has to have like you have 
the Talking Dead, and now yeah. they're you know everybody's doing that. Right, it sounds like Twin Peaks. And when, they kind the, of well, they did some unique things. Time. When, we, when we get into the when we get into the second season more, they were doing things like uh, a nine hundred phone number you could call, and, oh, and you're paying wow. money to uh, to find out more about Twin Peaks. So they were doing some. Wow. That's one eight hundred. Maybe I did do. Did you call? (laughs) Of course, I had to call. (laughs) How much was it, Ben? I think it was like two dollars, and then like a a dollar every extra minute. Oh my god! The thing is, it's like a pre-recorded. It's a pre-recorded thing with Lucy and Andy talking, and so was it anything new, or just from the show? So it was mostly kind of them just recapping the show, and then you had this mystery man who would be like. That they all of a sudden, uh, Andy and, and and Lucy would be stopped talking. It's like it's the mystery man. I've got some secrets to tell you. <laughs> and Do I don't you know. think we could find these? I think we could find them. We'll have to find them. I'm sure that. Oh my yeah, god! I'm sure we can. We can you know, I think one of the DVDs probably have it on there. Maybe it's the gold box. If if not, the Blu-ray uh, ha- have them. Ben, how many did they put out of the mystery man stuff? I mean, this, so this is part of the the Lucy and Andy nine nine hundred yeah, phone number. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they did at least fifteen of them or so. Because I least. think we just found our new endings. Yes, maybe after yes. the Diane tapes. When, when, when I find out, when I yeah, when we can find out where they they fit in, so they would match with with the the episodes. Because they'll, they'll they'll talk about the episode that just aired or something. Yeah, like that. yeah that, that'd be too funny. That'd that would be fun. Be, that would be good. So the uh, the uh, where else was I? So and then the last thing was. The research I did came up with the Diane, the Twin Peaks tapes as being coming out October 1st, 1990. I think that's not correct. Uh, so the new, I mean, the new season began on September 30th. I'm I'm positive that Diane tapes came out before the new season. So maybe, maybe, the, maybe the published date was October 1st, but I want to say it was, it was yeah. a few days before the new season. Something could be published and then not released. Yeah. So you I, know, or, yeah. or the other way, I feel like. They, they they said it was published October 1st, but it happened to come in stores mm-hmm. September 28th yeah, or something exactly. like that. Because I remember getting the tape. It's a cassette tape. And uh, and listening to it, and they went past they're, – they're basically on this episode. So they basically went through the first season with – because the Diane tapes didn't just have original stuff with Kyle MacLachlan and with, with Cooper. It also had stuff from the show. So you And you could hear mm-hmm. the difference of audio. You'd have this audio that was like really clean mic, and all of a sudden you'd hear – Sound that came from the television. Yeah, stuff. yeah. So, so they they went to the through the whole first season, and then you're hearing stuff with Cooper on the floor talking to Diane. It's like, oh, oh wow. And, and there's a giant, and like I, I mean, we haven't even seen the episode yet, and they're talking about this. So that was kind of That's cool. That's cool. But yeah, it was good to. So yeah, I think this is a. So I just wanted to give you some background that what was going on before we got to the new wow, season. Wow, that's so, a lot. Yeah, they were busy, and that's I, like super hype. Super hype. But yeah. that is a great hype because it's. Right before it airs. Yeah. Unlike now, I think we live in a time where everything's hyped a year in advance, two years in advance. Oh, yeah. And by the time you're hyped out and you're like, right. just just put it out. But that sounds like the perfect amount of hype. And I can't even recall a show in the last 10 years. Well, maybe Lost had that. Lost had that. But um, that hype surrounding something before right. it comes back in September. Right. I mean, we haven't felt that energy. Oh, yeah, like event television. Yeah, yeah, event, quite, yeah. I think we're kind of lost with the binge-watching. And and the fact that we can stream now. So yeah. it's kind of like, you know, we were talking about True, True Detective. It's one of those things where I'm behind a week or so, and it's kind of like, well, you know, I can get to it when I feel like getting to it. I can stream it, you know, on, yeah. on HBO Go and stuff. And So that event television, I think we're it's something that's slowly going away. If it hasn't gone right. away already, I, I don't 
don't know. I right. guess maybe Twin Peaks. The new season of Twin Peaks will bring it back. I mean, they're gonna. Yeah. I mean, there was talk about it maybe being on Netflix, but instead it's on Showtime, and Showtime will still at least you have to wait a week to be I able like to that. see that. Yeah, I like yeah. watching a show week to week, and then you can talk about it with people yeah. and you get the excitement up, and you have yep. to yeah. So the, the, the new season was written, the first episode of the new season, episode eight, was written by Mark Frost and David Lynch. So we've we've gotten back together again. I don't think they've been together. Yeah, they're getting back together. I'm trying, yeah, they're getting back together. I don't know if they, I don't know when they were, maybe it was the second episode or that they, last time they probably. Yeah. I'm guessing that was probably of, the last yep. time. The episode was the. Um, Red Room there. Yeah, when they're eating dinner in the beginning. And, yeah, yeah, I think yep. I think that was by Mark Frost. So I know David Lynch directed, directed it, it yep. and he directed this episode. And this aired on September thirtieth, nineteen ninety. It was a Sunday. It's another one of those a Sunday. It was another one of those two hour like movie special oh, okay. type yeah, things. So yeah. they're the hyping it up to be. The thing is, is so. They, they were on Thursday all season for the most part of the first season. Now they're moving them to Saturday. So this will air on Sunday, and then the following Saturday will be their regular time slot. for. See, Saturday is a dead day. Yeah. Sunday nowadays is the primo. Everybody's got their big show on Sunday night. Mm. I think back then it probably—Thursday was the big night. Yeah. Friday and Saturday were like the kiss of death. I know. Really? I mean, X-Files lasted a long time on Friday. Yeah, and then they moved to Sunday. At some point, they moved to Sunday. Sunday's yeah. not that bad, yeah. right? That's a but good you know, time. I, I, so I've, I always hear these different theories that like you're trying to kill off a show if it's moved to Saturday. Mm-hmm. Some people make, make the argument that... Um, there's less expectation for Saturday. Like you don't have to get your numbers up as high. It, it, you know, if you do, and I think that's what the executives would have said. It's like if you can do this much, you don't have to get the numbers of cheaters because it's a it's Saturday. a Saturday. So if you can get these numbers, we'll be happy. But it's still a lot to ask for. Like the, the, yeah. the demographic they're going for, I think they were going for younger people, and they're, they were all out on Saturday nights. Yeah, so, but they, I'm sure we'll talk about it as the season goes yeah. on about how. The, what were the ratings? So the ratings was a 12.1 rating. It's a 42nd place for the week. It's the best ratings you're going to see for the rest of the season. Of, 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 yeah. Why'd you ruin it? I know. <laughs> you sorry. ruined the surprise. And we're talking 22 episodes we have. Why, so this yeah. Is a, yeah. This is going to be a long stretch. It's going to be a long stretch. <laughs> yeah, it really is. So, uh, yeah, uh, why don't we uh, – do you have some notes? You want oh, to I have a lot of notes from episode 8, Ben. I have a lot of notes. Okay. I want to start off off the Blu-ray uh, with the Log Lady uh, Diaries in the beginning. Um, she's talking about the pitch of gum she chews. Now, I've noticed in this season, maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention in the first season, but this season, I paid more closer attention to what she's talking about, and it kind of does wrap in to the show. And she's talking about the pitch of gum she chews, which is an odd thing. It is. But they bring it up later on in the episode. Um, someone's chewing gum. She is right. She, she is. She's in the gum. double R. And, oh yeah, and, and she's, she's chewing the yeah. gum. And the funny thing is, is that that wasn't even in the script. So it's one of those things again. David Lynch kind of says, you know, brings in one. This is an actress he's worked with for years and stuff. He's like, hey, why don't you just come into the scene with the double R and you can be chewing gum and stuff? But it's not even part of the script. It's just something oh really? That, yeah. And then okay, so this is the interesting part. We start off the episode with Cooper on the floor bleeding. And obviously he had a um, he had a vest on, but he still got hurt, uh, and he got the wind knocked out of him, and he's bleeding. He's laying there, and room service shows up, <laughs> and the, it's an old guy, an old tall guy, who kind of like could have been the giant, like just weird, 
lanky dude. I've never Tell seen you think about that. You, you, you think he reminds you of the giant? A little bit. It yeah. wasn't the same actor, was it? No, it wasn't okay. the same actor. But he, this guy is just talking to Cooper. He brings him more milk. And then instead of calling for help, he's like, oh, you better drink that before it gets cold. Yeah. And then he give him the thumbs up. And he, right. and he like I'm like, wow, this is a long scene. What that's, is going on here? That's funny. Yeah, it, and, and this is and this is typical David Lynch style. I mean, like 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 in an episode two where he's at, you know the horns are eating yes. and stuff. It's like we're gonna take our time with this. So here's the funny thing was is that uh, so this this actor who was playing the waiter was walking slow. Yes, yeah, very, <laughs> very slow. slow. <laughs> and so so Lynch is directing him and he stops him. And um, the guy who plays the giant thinks he's going to tell him to, like, you know, you got to speed it up here. we got to go. And David Lynch says, you're going too fast. Walk slow. <laughs> so this, oh, is, wow. this is Lynch saying this. Like, oh, no, you, you take your time and stuff. I mean. Relax a little yeah. bit. And, I mean, it really, he he really does take his time. But you know what, though? It's a well-crafted scene, I guess. I, I mean, I really think it's a interesting scene for twin peaks yeah. like it's like one of the most memorable so far for me and that in the room red room this scene will always be embedded in my head just because it's just so odd but i liked it a lot i, did I, really like I love it and, and you know this is one of the things and this might have been a real turn off for people people mm-hmm. are coming again people are being told you're gonna find out who killed laura palmer or at least they're being hinted at and to they some don't. degree yeah, and they yeah. don't but the and so they go in here and you've got like a, at least five minutes with this waiter who is like <laughs> Do you think people who are so excited are watching this going, what is going on? Do you yeah. think like people are kind of upset or like kind of kind of? I mean, I, I I worry that people are always thinking they're being jerked around. It's like, oh mm. come on, this is you're not serious that you're just gonna talk with this old man for five minutes, <laughs> five minutes and stuff. And do you think the old man? Do you want to put? Why well, we have some audio? Let's oh, take sure, it. Sure. The phone. Thank you. Sure. No problem. That's good. I mean, that gets a little vibe no of the way. No problem. No problem. Do you think that if, say, uh, Cooper was having a fever dream, that the giant, he could have been the giant? Because he sees this tall, lanky man, but then when he's in bed and he has a dream with the giant, which we ha- I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Um, and we're going to see the dream. We're going to see the, the dream, giant right here, too. Yeah. Do you think... Uh, the giant that it could have been anything but for some reason he saw this tall man and it just represented this giant like like say like if, if it was a short person who came in his fever dream or his dream would have been a short person or a kid you know what i'm saying like yeah. he just kind of like um he he took what he saw in real life and right. that's what incorporated in his dream so this goes back to what we we kind of we've talked about before is this a vision? Is this a dream? Is this a hallucination? Like, what are what are well, we? Well, he's highly wounded, so it could be a little bit. But I think it's a vision. Yeah. Because the clues and I mean, the clues come true, just like yeah. the red room. Right. Those trues, those I, things came true. And I love your theory about like, oh, you know, they they seem very similar and stuff. I mean, yeah. it's kind of cool. I also think it's interesting that uh, you know, this whole uh, writing Cooper signs for a, a gratuity and stuff like that. Yes. I, I, what do I want to get into that? It's I. Just, <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. I, I know it was weird. I, yeah. We, uh, I, if if for some reason this was some kind of if we were theorizing this is supernatural and stuff like that, I always thought of, this is just my own theory. Uh-huh. Then in some ways, 
uh, he wouldn't him, be tipping by, by him si- he's not tipping he's signing his, saying i i allow you to uh come into my life or something like that you i don't think so i don't know it's a weird theory that that in some ways he's he's agreeing to meet with the with the giant this way but that could be a total uh, is that a theory you've read online or no, is that I don't a theory think so. that's a your theory i think this is my theory i, don't, I like that's an interesting I don't theory yeah. i mean what yeah, it's so weird. And, and I love the thumbs up. The, th- the thumbs up, I mean, Cooper's done that. But maybe you're right because he signs it and then he gives him the thumbs up like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you, you were right, right? Because why – like, so then he, then he sees a giant because – Oh, one more time, one more time. We bring up, I just love this. This is stupid. Oh, I thought he was going to say – I've heard about you. No, he winks. He gives he the winks. thumbs up again. <laughs> I've heard about you. We'll, we'll give it another second to see. It. Does, I can't, or did I already miss it? But he's so funny. I've heard about you. Yeah, he really, I mean, it must be driving people crazy. He's winking. He's giving the thumbs up. up. He's winking. He's giving know, the thumbs he keeps, up. He leaves. He comes oh, back. No, one more time. Does he come back one more time? Is that it? Oh, I think that's, that's it. it. Okay, then the giant. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so I, I like that theory of yours. Oh, uh, yeah. So, so, so. David Lynch contacts Frost, and he says, there's a giant in Cooper's room. <laughs> he, he, he has no – I don't think he has any other ideas right now, but he just says, there's a giant. That's that's one of his things. Do, and, and he says to Mark Frost, do you know any any tall people? <laughs> and, I, and I love that about Lynch, that he, that's, that's what he's thinking about, and he doesn't have – he doesn't know how the story is going to be used. He doesn't know what he's going to do with it, but he likes the idea of this giant in uh, in Cooper's room. So. Do you think the writers, like the last season with the whole ending, you think David Lynch comes in, he directs his one episode, and they're all going, oh, my God, now we got to figure out how are we going to do this season? Because he, it sounds like David Lynch would just do his own thing, yep. and then everybody else is in a yeah. different so at least Mark field. Frost was directing the last yeah. episode. So at least he can kind of control yep. things. But you're right. When we get to the end of this season, you're gonna right. I think you're gonna be like, how would they? Where would they go from here and stuff? Yeah. Like that. So yeah, yeah. And I and and I think that's what happened when whenever David Lynch directed directed, he would do something and then it's like, okay, yeah, you threw out some of the script, you changed this, you did this. Now I have to figure it out. Sometimes I think Mark Frost. Enjoy that. I feel like he probably enjoyed the whole Red Room stuff and saying, how can I take the Red Room and make it, uh, you know, a reality throughout the mm. rest of the first season. So sometimes I think it works. Other times it's kind of like, I had this whole idea. I had a whole plan on where it was going, and Lynch came in and changed it. Yeah, so, Lynch but... is, like, almost abstract. And I love that. I mean, yeah. And then uh, Frost is more, like, um, in you know, not in your face, but he can take apart that abstractness that Lynch has. He's got and put structure. It I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, structure. Mark, Mark Frost is very, point. very linear, very structured. Like he, and, yeah. And you need that. You need somebody who has a foundation to be able to carry the show, especially. You know, we're going yep. another twenty-two episodes here. That's a it's long a, stretch. It's a long too. stretch. So you need somebody that has a kind of control of where it's going. But and now, David Lynch only did the first episode and the last episode. So he's doing a, he for this so season. He, this season. So for this season, he's doing this episode. He does the next episode. Okay. And um, he's done going to do another episode in the middle, and then he will do the last episode. And I believe that's it. Four episodes, I think. So I it's think like that, after he comes in, he, maybe one other. They're probably program. like, ah, oh, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta figure this out again. Right. Um, so, oh, that's what I talk about the gum chewing. Um, you know what caught my eye about the gum with the, the log lady? Because in season one, in the dream, he says the kind of the type of gum, your gum is gonna come back into oh, style. Yeah. 
and that gummy that, like is coming back, back in style, style. Right. and that was like the only like little thing nobody ever touched upon do you I keep th- telling you it's coming it will they will they you don't not- think that was it you don't think that was the subtlety with the log lady no the gum no it, i promise you it will, it will come back up it will, all right, it will so be back it's a, like a long con with the gum it yeah comes later on okay well, that's good I mean, to know. Well, and remember, I mean, so here's the thing again: like that gum you like is coming back in style was the originally for the European pilot. So yeah. technically, oh, they didn't yeah. have to have anything to. It didn't have to mean anything because it was just an add-on to. Okay. The, but the team, the team will will they will use that. It will it will it will come back. It will eventually come back. It's funny some of these storylines take forever to come back. Like, yeah, there's things that have happened to people that like, oh, I guess they forgot it, and then they do come back. So, yeah, yeah, like that one kid. Which you told Are you talking about Mike Yeah, again? you told me that Mike comes back eventually. Mike will come back eventually. So I wanted to mention that the, – so, so in the script, there's no mention of the giant taking Cooper's ring and stuff. So at some – you know, Cooper's on the floor and 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 the giant's saying, I have um, I have things to tell you about. And, uh, you know, I think he says when, when it becomes true, uh, I'll give you back your ring and stuff like that. Yeah. And so just – it's interesting that that whole thing didn't show up in the original script. But – yeah. So the ring was just added on. Yeah, which I like the symbol of, of the ring. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, it would he get his ring back? What was it? He would get his ring back once he figured it out. Was that? The I thing? think that's. Was I think that that's what. Right. I think that's. Trying to remember. Um, should we? T- we should talk about the th- the clues. Um, well, I wrote ghost vision. So yeah, I was even unclear. It, ghost because, vision. Because he was laying there, and when the are you the, saying the giant is a ghost? Or? Yeah, or okay. a vision. Because yeah. he just appears out of nowhere. Right. And, but he was shot, so he could be unconscious. We don't know. True. From blood loss, and it could, could just be, be in his head. I mean, it, it could all right. be in his head, like a vision right. or a dream. Yeah. Um. So I wrote down man in a smiling bag. The the world. Um. Owls. The world are not what they seem. The owls are not the what owls. they seem. My autocorrect <laughs> world. Uh, without chemicals, without yeah. chemicals, he points. That's right. Okay, so the so those are owls the three... are not what they seem. Right. Uh, the ring. Oh, takes ring until he finds these to be true. Right. And clue: Leo locked in a um, hungry horse. I hungry horse. Right. Now I don't. I yeah. So I think I, the hungry horse one was, um, so when Teresa Banks, the the first murderer, uh, the part that that they're investigating, yeah. was killed. Leo was, uh, was in jail in Hungary, Montana, and so that. So he, 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 he it doesn't fit. The, if this is a serial killer, he would not be. He he couldn't have killed Teresa Banks. Yeah. So that's where that clue came that from. Came from yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so, I mean, those are the clues, and I, I think they get to a couple of them pretty quick in the next yeah. episode or this and, one. And so there's a scene where Ben, uh, is at the One-Eyed Jacks, and it looks like he's gonna hang out with, uh, Audrey here. Oh, yeah, you know, this was my favorite part of the show. I was oh, really? Like, Do you like incest? Is that what no, you're No, no, I was, like, I, I wanted to see how this was gonna happen. I'm like, how are they gonna pull this off? She like clearly he is unstoppable. He is like a man with a mission, and he seems to get what he wants exactly. Yeah. Um. The fact that she puts a mask on, and she really like is just like leave me alone, and yeah. he listens to her. I, a part of me thought it was going to go the other way. He was going to walk in, 
and see that it was his daughter. Mm. And I, I like that's how I saw it going. I just don't know where it would go after that. Right. I thought maybe he he would be disappointed in himself almost. What have I done? Yeah. And then maybe like she would have got pissed at him. They would have hated each other, but that would have drove her further to go figure out who the killer is in spite of her dad. Yeah. And seeing how her dad's a creepy guy. It's fascinating. That's how I yeah. thought it would go. Right. That's really how. It would be interesting. I mean, knowing what I know about this character, it would be interesting to see, yeah, how would it, what would have, how yeah. would that played out with that? Um, in that scene, there's a, there's a point where Ben calls her Prudent, Prudence. Prudence? I think that's her name. What, Mrs. Prudence? Black? No, I'm sorry. He calls Audrey. Look, so he... There's a scene where, like, he doesn't have a name for her, so... Oh, when she's just someone with a mask on. So he says, do you, Prudence? That's her name or something like that. Yeah. But in the script, um, he's trying to get her to say what her name is, and she, and, and she doesn't want to talk about it, but at one point she says Prudence and stuff like that. But, you know, in the TV version, you don't know why is he calling her that and stuff. So this is something that was probably edited out where she's saying she's making up a name and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that's fascinating sometimes to say, well, why did, you know, for people who were watching this... Why does he call her that? It's, yeah. it's edited out that. Yeah, or one, almost you could, in your mind, be like, she's being prude. So he would yeah. say prudence, like yeah. making fun of her. Like, why are you right. being so coy? Like, True. You know? I mean, that's what I think I would have thought as well. Yeah. But it's interesting that you've seen the script. She She's the one that gives that name, and he's responding to the name that she mentioned. Yeah. 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 I guess it, in in hindsight, it just makes more sense for him to say it almost because he's kind of—he's really trying to move in on her. <laughs> right. It's kind of disturbing. It is. It's very disturbing. Yes. Um, but he's a disturbing guy. Um, so Cooper, still bleeding out, notices his ring is gone. So this happens after. This must happen after Black Black Eye Jacks. One Eye Jacks. Yeah, One-Eye I mean, Jax. it kind of goes back and forth between that, where he's just like laying on on the. He's laying there for an awful long time. <laughs> I'm sure that's driving people crazy too, because clearly they can't solve the murder mystery if Cooper is laying yeah, on, the, on floor. the floor. So I mean, yeah, I feel like he's on the floor for like 20 minutes if you if you take into account the One Eye Jack stuff happening. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. It's a pretty long time. Um, then. Oh, now here we find out from the the cliffhanger, Nadine in coma from pills, sawmill burned down. So these are the big happenings. Um, they tell, um, I think they actually tell Cooper or they. Oh, we're talking. You're talking about uh, Big Ed is in the hospital. Yep. And Cooper, I believe Truman and Albert are in the yeah, hospital yeah. with them hanging out, and Ed decides to share how. Uh, you know how Nadine got got the patch. Yeah, it was like. Oh wait, I haven't gotten. Oh no, that. I'm sorry. Is, am I thinking of something else? What are you talking? That happens. About? That, happens that happens later. Later. On. later. What, later. What, what, what but you... I'm just saying. Um, they tell Cooper. Cooper is bleeding out. Misses his ring. But they we find out Nadine in coma from her pills and the sawmill burned down. So the sawmill burned down. So what does that mean for those guys? That means now they're gonna try to get that insurance money. Yeah, so that whole that whole storyline from la- from yeah. the first season. Okay. Yeah, you want to you want to want to place? I lifted my bulletproof vest. Three slugs, point blank range. That explains this. Tick or, or a... hell of a way to kill a tick. Did you get a look at the gunman? 
I saw a masked face, muzzle flash. Oh, I didn't see it. Lucy, you better bring Agent Cooper up to date. Oh, here it is. This is where. Leo Johnson was shot. Jacques Renault was strangled. The mill burned. Shelly and Pete got smoke inhalation. Catherine and Josie are missing. Nadine is in a coma from taking sleeping pills. <laughs> I love the music. Um, and he says, how long have I been out? <laughs> yeah, I know. And this all happened in one night. Yeah. One, it was the most eventful night in Twin Peaks history. Right. Or so, we told. Um, and it's so funny when uh, she starts talking. It's like, I always call, everybody's got their theme music. So when she starts talking, you hear that music. It's like the jazz, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> like she's a beatnik, and all of a sudden she's going to start, like, talking like a beatnik. Um, but, yeah, like all this stuff happened. And I do you feel that was a good, um, a, like, do you think they did this scene almost to sh- remind people definitely, what happened? Definitely it was a recap. It was definitely and but it was a clever way watched to, it. It was a clever way to do a recap. Yeah. By, and they've done that before, like in the first season where, where uh, Truman comes into the police station and says to Lucy, what's going on? And she starts talking about invitation to love. It's like, oh, this one's having a fair. Da, 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 da. Yep. And then Truman's like, no, I'm talking about here. What's happening here? <laughs> and stuff. But I mean, in some ways you can get, it's kind of a clever way to, to recap, yep. retell something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so there's a there's a there's an a imitation newscast. imitation oh, okay. love is gone. Ben. It's gone. What are we gonna talk about? So you're saying I have to get over? It? Yeah, you have to get over imitation <laughs> yeah, love. I'm I'm over it. So there's a there's a news reporter talking about the the, the mill burning, and that is Mark Frost. So that is oh, him. Oh really? Yeah, that's him. Should I turn it up? Do nah, that? I don't oh, need okay. to do that. But I just wanted to point out that that was Mark oh, Frost cool. uh, as the reporter. Oh, that's Mark. He's the reporter. He's the uh, yeah co-creator of the show. So. Next on my my little notes here is um, fat guy Jacques in body bag, smiling bag, which is a clue. Right. That's so. That's that's the first one that you figure out. Uh, the that the that the giant. Yeah, we basically figured out the first. Did one. you see that? Like I was like, what? Because the bag was hanging where it looked like it was smiling. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's supposed to be, uh, yeah, a happy face. A happy face. Yeah. And Jacques was smiling quite a few. He was a big smile. Bite the bit, bite the bullet, bite, baby. Bite the bullet. I, he's so creepy. <laughs> he's so. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, he just did that. So is that smiling? And it, you know, at first he he's wanting to know if the bag's smiling, but later on it is hanging. Yeah, up. it is hanging. Yeah. It doesn't look like a big yeah. smile. So that's your second clue so far, because Leo locked in the hunger horse. Hungry. Yeah. Hungry horse. Hungry Horse Montana, I believe. Hungry yeah. Horse Montana. And the fat guy in the bodysuit was a clue, another clue. Um, and the other ones, I mean, we're not – I don't think – I don't believe this episode we find out anything about um, the owls are not what they seem. Do no, we? Nope. I don't think that so. That happens later on. I think it happens right. next episode. All right. But it's – I mean, I, what I love about this is that, like, they're, they're using these mystical elements again, mm. similar to the Red Room where, you you know, you have this Red Room and, like, now we have to try and understand it and solve, like, de- decode it or something like yeah. that. And that's kind of like now we have this other element. Is it supernatural being or whatever this giant thing is? Now we, he, he's leading us and he's got these breadcrumbs to help us. You know, with yeah. this mystery, and I think that's I think it's a clever way to do it. And for me, I, I eat this stuff up. I love this yeah, strange it's, stuff. Yeah. It's cool. And do you think if they went to season three, it's okay. You had 
you had a midget, you had a giant, and yes. then what would have been the next? Where else would they have gone? Like, <laughs> yeah, giant, uh, midget. I don't know. I don't know. Extremely <laughs> obese person, a very skinny person. Um, right. I don't know. Where don't could know. they have gone? They could have went Forget people now. Let's get into animals. animals. Yeah, it could have been a dog, like right. Summer Sam. Hello, Agent Cooper. Oh, no. A talking dog, talking cat. Oh, no. Now that gets silly, I think. But uh, So there's a scene where um, where Maddie is talking with her aunt, um, you know, Sarah Palmer. Mm-hmm. And uh, she mentions that she had a dream. And in this dream, I believe it's the um, – it had to do with um, the carpet. Go yeah. On. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dream last night. About what? The rug. Right here. Right from this angle where I'm sitting. Was Laura in it? Was Laura in it? Of course she was. Oh, Nancy, All right, that's good. Oh, <laughs> so this is the scene I wanted to talk about. Well, let me just okay, I do one more thing to okay, say. Okay, okay, okay. Hold that thought. All right, I'm holding so, it. And I'll, I'll even pause this here, but uh, so. Oh yeah. Well, I guess no. Wait, we can keep. We'll go back. You go. You you tell me what you want to say. Cause okay. Yeah. So well, uh, Leland, right? Is that Leland with white hair? Yes. He he's singing and he's happy, but why does he have white hair? His hair turned white overnight. Yeah. Um. But I, is I think, that a I story feel like the thing? Dog, yeah, a little bit. I feel like the doctor. I feel like uh, Doctor um, Doc. What is it, Doc? Uh, I can't even think. Doc, Doc Hayward. Yeah. I thought he said to say that it had to do with um, uh, of the whole anxiety or the whole uh, issues with the loss of his daughter. So I thought he. I thought he made some kind of medical reasoning for for it, but maybe. Not. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I, I want to know the story in real life, like. Like why? I feel like at some point it'll come up. I mean, maybe at some point it might. But be like, is his hair generally white? Because it was no. So they dyed I mean, it. The actor, yeah, the I was show. thinking about that today too. Did they have to dye it, or is he wearing a wig? He doesn't look like he's wearing a wig. No, it looks like real hair. But right. like, so well, we know he killed Jacques. Right. Nobody else knows that yet. Yeah. And so he's happy because he believes the killer yeah. is dead. Right. But why would that cause your so, hair to go white? Right, but it's, but I think I like the way you're going about it though. That that it seems like he, he seems to be relieved now yeah, that the, yeah, oh, now yeah. that at least he believes that the killer has been uh, killed and stuff. Yeah, like revenge. He, like, revenge. So maybe there's some kind of uh, yeah. There's I don't know. Yeah, but maybe. But it is funny that that it seems like if, if we do one plus one equals two, it seems like he he gets the white <laughs> hair because he's now relieved that the killer has been. Killed. killed but it's so weird because i would think right. his hair would go white from the shock of knowing his daughter died yeah and then all of a sudden his hair turns white because he killed the killer and he's happy right it's just weird it is it's weird, weird. It's weird. Weird. It's <laughs> i know i know i don't know if we should put too much thought into no it, we but... should not his hair his hair it could be the whole season talking about his hair but i i like the fact we have a happy uh leland only because i was getting a little bit tired of him dancing and crying but now i know the whole dancing thing he's dancing and singing like all the time <laughs> he's like a show tunes man yep he loves show tunes oh too funny i thought that i wasn't sure right after this that i believe that maddie's about to see something in the rug i mean i'm not sure if this if we move to another scene no or... I, I think that she um but now she's like oh leland hair turned white this is not when she freaks out. 
Like, no, we already saw that. That happened last episode. No, no, maybe right here. Turn up the volume for again, I guess. But we're looking at this rug, and there's this red. Oh, and she sees like a blood. It looks like a blood stain on the, on the rug. <laughs> yeah, she has a vision. Is this a vision or yeah, is this a vision? Say, I guess so, right. I would say it's a vision here. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, so she freaks out. Um, so, I think the the original script. I think I think what they wanted to do is they wanted to put Bob. You know, we've heard about Bob. Well, Bob was a vision for Sarah Palmer. I think they wanted to put yeah. him in with the rug, like somehow morphed in. And actually, the Japanese laser disc has like a weird Bob that's kind of morphed in with the rug, but it looks awful. <laughs> I think you can find it do? on YouTube. You can find uh, a Japanese laser disc version of yeah. this scene. But I actually think it's more powerful to have this weird red stain on the rug than try to force this. Now, doesn't it confuse you? It confuses me because we know that Laura wasn't killed in the house. Mm-hmm. So why? Why does maybe why it's just are, a fun house? Maybe it's just a freak is you out. It, it, is Laura haunting the house and trying to give them clues? To figure I'm not out? saying anything. So I, 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 I'd rather hear you have to say that. I think I'm onto something. <laughs> no, I don't know if you're on anything. Because but. like, why would you see? I mean, we all know we talked about the fact that Bob in the mirror was an accident, but they put it into the show. Right. So that. And that was David Lynch thing. So that changes things. Why would you see Bob in a mirror in the house that nothing happened in? Right. And then all of a sudden, um, the mom would see visions in the house. Right. Bob behind the bed and everything. It definitely seems to be the women in the family are the ones that have having visions. Because I, th- I think we're led to believe that Sarah, I mean, Sarah, Laura Palmer had visions as yes. well. I mean, I think, I think we've... We, we, but why the house? Is the house haunted? Yeah. Is Laura trying to come through the grave and say... <laughs> That'd be interesting, right? And so, and so uh, you know, in the script... Uh, Sarah says, "Oh, tell me about your dream." And she, and she, I think she wants to know if it's connected to Laura and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I mean, I yeah. Think, and so in the script, I thought this was just interesting to share. In the script, uh, this is what Maddie has to say about her dream. She says, um, "Say she says she was in she was in the desert with an animal. It was like a cat like animal." And she says, "I could see its eyes, yellow and red." Then we were in the woods. It was very dark. I woke up and the window was open. So I think she's saying the window in her room was open and stuff like that. But it's like, yep. I mean, I feel like this episode is kind of feeling like there's something around here that is the owls. like uh, something owls yeah, yeah, or yeah. creatures or or something to scare her or maybe you know. But yep. it, but it's interesting that the, this is this is of course not canon because it's something in the script. But I still thought it was interesting that that her window was open and she's having these weird. She's dreams. having dreams, visions, and stuff. There's actually another another thing was cut that was in the script that wasn't in the show was that she was hanging out with Donna and they were they were uh, looking at the Meals and Wheels and she see, and Maddie sees Bob just staring at her. I don't think he's moving. He's just like in the room staring. Oh, and she freaks out. So I mean, I feel like something's freaking her out and stuff in this. Yep. In that, but yeah. So I just wanted to share that about this scene. Um. Also, okay. Albert is back. Uh, why did I write Albert is back? Well, I mean, there's uh, there's a scene where they're they're investigating Leo's remember. house. Oh yeah, and uh, <laughs> and Annie. I mean, everybody. I think Albert is you know is a troublemaker. He's a very brilliant you know agent, but he's a troublemaker. So I think Andy's freaked out. Actually, Cooper and Truman are in the house. Yes, and, rest- and you hear yelling from Andy. Uh, Agent Rosenfield is back, back. back. and he 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 slant. I mean, he puts his foot onto a board, and, and he, he hits himself, himself in the head. head. 
And it seems like a Looney Tunes or something. Yes, yeah. like his character is becoming super Looney Tunes. Um, later on, he becomes like he's just becoming a like a buffoon almost. Right. And he didn't start off that way. His character's just kind of evolved. Right. I mean, he started from a crying police officer, which was a little strange and odd, but to write to like this comical piece of, yeah. of the show. Yeah. And do you think um, maybe because he's heartbroken that um. Uh, what's her name? Doesn't love him anymore. <laughs> Which, Lucy, huh? Lucy. Oh. Her 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 story gets a little bit crazy too. Um, yeah. Andy smacks head with floorboard, finds boots. Oh, finds the boots and cocaine under it. That was like right. Right. I we, I I think we remember seeing it being hid there. Well, you know, so Didn't so we? well. Leland had love. He talked about boots all the time. It was kind. Of, I mean, there was like. They were in the woods with Mike and Bobby, and it's like, Leo needs a new sh- new pair of sh- boots or shoes or something like that. But then he's like, I, f- I feel like the season finale, he's actually working on boots, and he's mm-hmm. hiding stuff in there and yep. stuff. So he's talked about it a few times about boots. So I don't know if we knew it was actually located there, but we know that okay. we, we – yeah. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I think there was – yeah, I don't want to get into because I don't want to spoil. I'm not sure to spoil. But, yeah, so he finds – the boots he, and the cocaine. Bo- yeah. The cocaine was in the boots. I'm trying to remember if there was anything else in there, but yeah. Now, was that to frame someone? you got to jog my memory a little I know. Bit. That's what I mean. That's why I think we're confusing it with Bobby and Shelly doing something. But I think this was just Leo hiding his stash. Okay. That's what that, Okay. But Agent, so Agent Rosenfield is back, and... Um, yeah, uh, Albert, he, he... shakes his head about, like, oh, this buffoon... And, and, and there's a great scene coming up. I don't want to spoil. I know I took notes, so when you get to it, I want to talk about it um, with Albert. Um, so, Log Lady chewing her gum at the R&R uh, next. So that goes into the whole gum chewing thing. And, and they ask Pitch her... Gum. Now, is this... Oh, I go. I don't think this is the episode. Later on, they asked her to stop chewing gum or something. Oh, yeah. She, I, well, I think the, the real issue is, I mean, later on, I, I don't think it's a huge sma- spoil. smacker. I don't think that's a big – Norma goes up – you know, is in the double R and sees uh, the log lady and says, can you stop leaving the pitch gum all over the place? So oh. it's not – she can, she can chew gum all she wants, but the fact that she takes it out and she starts, like, putting it on the wall yeah. and under – you know, like like a kid, which would just leave gum everywhere. Yeah, so so yeah. I think that was a real issue with Norma is, like, do I have to clean up your messes and stuff. Do you think that log lady – you think her gum is some sort of, like, uh, earpiece? Because it's from the wood. It's from the sap. It is kind of interesting that pitch gum. I've never thought of that. I mean, I think it's, it's kind of pitch neat. gum. Right. So, like, she can leave it around the R and R, and she or is, like, or is it birch gum or pitch? Yeah, it's yeah, pitch. Pit. yeah. And then, yeah. like, she can somehow, the log will get the information and then tell her. Maybe it was like <laughs> spies. It was spy gum. Why else would you do that as an adult? Uh, I don't know. I mean, she just she lives on the grounds of the woods and stuff, and maybe she's just come accustomed to you know eating Sticking certain her things gums and places. <laughs> putting her gum wherever she wants. You know, people are, people like, I mean, I'm not, tobacco, what is that? Um, chewing? Uh, chewing chewing and stuff like that. I mean, that's just, maybe that's just her thing. Maybe, yeah. Maybe her father used to chew pitch gum and <laughs> she decided to chew it. And I guess you can't really swallow it either because it'd be kind of gross. Yeah. Um, so we get to another clue. Uh, Leo was in jail, in a jail cell in Hungry Horse, Montana. Okay. I, I just rewrote that. We already... We, I think we figure that out now from Albert or somebody. We yep. figure that out from Albert, Yeah, I think right? Albert, was, as Albert was uh, with uh, uh, was hanging out with Cooper, talking with him, he was giving, he was updating him. Yep. And then we come across one-armed Mike 
He's selling shoes. He finally takes up the offer of coming into the police station and, and to sell those shoes, which is very convenient because nobody's there. Oh, yeah. Really, and he has no one to sell shoes to. Right? I forgot what the actual title of the shoes are, but they're Circle brand shoes or something like that. They're actually the same shoes Leo had for boots and stuff that oh, was in there. Oh, how but, convenient. Yes, but I thought it was interesting like that it's a circle or ring sh- shoes. Yeah, yeah, a type of shoe. Um. Oh. Now, I wrote, James talking and Laura playing with fire and Bob. Why did I write that? You did because, so, you know, from the from the, the season finale, it was Bobby who planted the drugs in his, in his in the motorcycle. Can. And so he was arrested. And yep. so now Truman is hanging out with, with, or he's actually interrogating James over this. And, um... Yeah, so so uh, so I think there's this whole thing now of the third man. There's a mystery man, yeah. the mystery man, and so Truman's asking James about the mystery man, and I think that's where this whole idea that Laura did mention a Bob, and so this is so we're oh yeah because after this I thought it was Bob the killer, I think after this episode, remember? Right. Yeah. I came to I've come to the conclusion after this episode that I thought it was Bob who was the right, the, and the, I, I think that's a logical conclusion when we get to the end of the episode to make that that. I mean, I think that's where we're leading. I mean, so I feel like with this, this, you know, the first season was really about who killed Laura Palmer. I feel like in some ways, this new season, at least it's starting off to be, is who is Bob? Like, yep. you know, who is Bob? Like, you figure out who Bob is, you figure out who the killer is. It might not be Bob, but it right. might be related to Bob. Or Bob will bring you to the killer, right? Like, it's yeah. it's like something like that. Um, so, I had some other comments, but I can't find my notes on it. So oh, I guess, oh. This is the episode where Donna, Donna acting like Laura with glasses, cigarettes, sees James in prison. So Donna, I don't know where this trans, this this transition happens with Donna, because in the first season she just acted like a friend and concerned, and we're gonna find out who the killer is. And all of a sudden she's starting to turn into Laura, like she wants to be Laura. Yeah, it's almost like a. Is she trying to t- take this detective work way too seriously? Figures, <laughs> if I act like her, I can figure things out better. Or is it because of her love with James? Because she thought James uh, was in love with Laura. But because Laura's gone, is their love, their secret love, now dying out? So if she's going to act like Laura, James would still love her more? Because she I walks, think you're, right. Yeah. I think you're on the right track. So I even take it once. I'll add another factor in here. I'll add the Maddie factor. So yeah. we have, we have, oh, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So we okay. have, we have Laura, who he, in a way seems to be the true love. She seems like she's even more loved now because she's dead. Like she can. Yeah. I mean, she has her faults, but we, in a way, we kind of bring her up because she's dead. Yep. So. There's that, and then there's Maddie, who looks like Laura, and it seems like maybe James might have feelings for her, too. And so to, to hold on to James, mm, if, yeah, if Donna right. can yep. become Laura, or, you know, yeah, if she can be more of a badass, yeah, <laughs> then maybe she'll keep James, James. Yeah, she'll keep James. So that seems like, yeah. yeah you're right. That's where I was going with. And because uh, she visits uh, James in prison, because he's still in the holding cell, and she, like, Gives him the kiss to the bars, and she smokes <laughs> cigarettes. And I'm like, "What the heck's going on with her?" <laughs> bring us to Hollywood. Bring us. Helps relieve tension. <laughs> when did you get so tense? When I started smoking. <laughs> when I started smoking, <laughs> and it's so funny. Like, she kind of goes off hinge. I almost feel like 
because I'm not that far in the season. Um, where I'm at, without you know jumping ahead here, right? She kind of loses her own identity. She and then she's yeah. trying to get back to herself again, right? Where I am, but it's like she changed herself so much to keep James. Yeah. But then I think she realizes. This ain't happening. I got to get back to being me again. Yeah. I also think in some ways that, you know, she lost her best friend. I mean, yeah. in a way, part of her identity was her was friend. was kind of following whatever her, her best friend did. And to have no longer have that, I think she's kind of figuring out who am I in some ways. So I think yeah. it's yeah. it's the identity of, of trying to be in love with James, but also trying to – the identity of like who am I now that my friend is gone. And I've also – I think she's also learned that you know her friend wasn't as good – I mean I think she knew that to some degree, but I don't think yep. she realized to the, 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 how bad Laura really was. Yeah, with those tapes they discovered. I mean that's like if someone were to pass away now – and then you go through their internet history. You're like, well, what kind of person was this? <laughs> oh, no. This is sort of that, those tapes yeah, were yeah. her secret, right. her hidden diaries yep. that exposes her to the world. Yeah, and I, you know, they, yeah, I mean, that's a big shock too. Some of the stuff she said on there wasn't like flattering to you know to anybody. Um, but yeah, it, it it it's kind of like the layers of the characters have really got, gone deeper, especially with Donna. And I I like old Donna. I don't like this new Donna at all. Personally, I I'm like, oh god, it's stop, yeah, stop it. I hear you. So we have a scene with uh, Doctor Jacoby and Cooper. I don't know if you want to have anything to say about that. Yeah. I have... Um, I wrote Doctor's awake and tells them that James and Donna buried the necklace. He took it from under the rock. Right. So the doctor the doctor is the one who took the necklace that Donna and James buried in the first season. Um and then I also wrote Laura could have wanted to have died, he tells them. I, why did I write Yeah, I like that. that. Was that from a tape? Was that from a tape? No, so I mean I that leads into something I have to okay. say about it. So Right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna step back and explain that a little bit. So, okay. Doctor Doctor Jacoby, uh, this is an extended double life dial. I'm sorry. So this is what Doctor Jacoby has to say, and I'm gonna use some of the script. So okay. some of this is coming from the script that was deleted or we don't see in the show. So Doctor Jacoby, Laura was in essence leading a double life. Two people self divided, and those two selves were literally at war. A war of attraction. Oh, sorry, attraction. I can't say that. And part of her. That, that was good and loving, which gradually losing, losing ground. And Cooper says, why? why? And Jacoby says, the other self was stronger. Uh, she wanted peace. And she's saying, he's saying she wanted peace with herself. And, and then Cooper said she did not commit suicide. And then Jacoby says, maybe she just wanted, allowed herself to be killed. So that's what you were getting at. Mm -hmm. So there was, But there's some extra stuff about this whole idea of the duality that I liked that was not in the, in the show. Yeah, where yeah, she's yeah. saying that, you know, in a way she split into two people. She had, there was the good self that is like meals on wheels. And then there was this yeah, bad self yeah. was self-destructive and stuff. And so I think he's saying is that she, you know, the, that darker side of doing these bad acts kind of won over and yeah, stuff. And, yeah. And maybe that led her down the road to getting killed. Not that, yeah. But yeah. I no, I, I, I agree with that. Um, I think, like, yeah, she had that good side. The bad side was maybe it was too dark. And you're not going to feel guilty as a person for doing good things. Yeah. So she does these bad things. And then she probably feels guilty and probably wants to do good things. But maybe that uh, guilt outweighed everything. So if she felt maybe, hey, if I were to die 
it's not going to be a big deal because I feel maybe she really feels guilty about these bad things she's done. So dying would give her peace. Yeah. Because she could truly never escape them because this is like a small town. Um, These certain people know what she did. She's involved with these people. How would you get out of that? Right. Without repercussions or something happening, right? Yeah. Or, you know, someone's uh, threatening, hey, I can can tell all your your secrets. I mean, yeah, maybe... I'm not saying much because I feel like we're I think we're still learning there's still more to learn about her and stuff yeah yeah so I won't say too much but I think yeah that's yeah I I agree with that I that's what I was thinking too but I I, but I liked it yeah so that was interesting the the script stuff that was not in the in the show as well to see that you know to get more clarity that in a way she was like two people yeah yeah. oh definitely and that goes back to the theme of Twin Peaks Right, right. Yeah, the Twin Peaks and everything else that you know throughout the whole series. I mean, yep. Um, so we find out about Ed shot his wife's eye out, um, which is interesting and it's a funny story. And I love the scene that Albert they're in the hospital and they're out in the hallway, and Ed tells Agent Cooper what happened and you know he was very he's very upset that she's in a coma and the the reason they're still together and i love albert is dying and he's laughing and it's so absurd it makes he's albert is almost like us watching the show yeah i, I when i watch the scene i'm like if albert wasn't in the scene we would have to take this seriously but it's really ridiculous but Albert is sort of our voice. It's sort of like the viewer's voice going, what? Yeah. And he's, he's that cynical voice. Yeah, voice. he's that cynical voice. Yeah. Like, are you got to be kidding me? But I like that in the show you have a character that points that out because it makes the viewers it, – it, it's not taking itself seriously. It knows yeah. it. It knows it's ridiculous. Well, here's the funny thing was that uh, that him laughing was not in the script. Really? The actor started laughing, and he was trying to control himself from not laughing in the scene. And David Lynch is like, he looks at him, and it's like, if you feel like you need to laugh, you should laugh through this. And so, like, so it was actually David Lynch who was wow. like, you know what? I see that. You know, this is ridiculous. Yeah, and I, I love that about Lynch that he can like, he's willing to change depending on the scene. We've talked about this in the first season where there'd be like something fell off the wall and he's like, you know what? Let's, let's leave it. We'll yeah, work yeah. with it and stuff. And here where he was kind of like, you know what? I have a character here who, who it makes sense for him to be laughing because he doesn't, you know, yep. he is a very cynical character and stuff. So to actually say, yeah, just go with it. I think that was, that was awesome. Yeah. I mean, the scene, it, it comes off very natural and I'm watching it going, oh my God, that's exactly what a lot of people are thinking watching this, yep. the scene. But then, you know, Agent Cooper being very, the, the, the Boy Scout saying, hey, you know, like, <laughs> knock, just it off. knock it off. <laughs> but it's such a ridiculous story how he shot his wife's eye out. Uh, what was he, hunting? He was hunting or something? I think so. I think he was hunting. Yeah. <laughs> you want to bring that up for a minute? Yeah. Well, the first day we were hunting pheasant, Nadine's a crack shot, and we already had a couple of birds. I felt good shooting listening to the sound echo and roll down those hills. I fired and a piece of buckshot skipped off a rock and caught Nadine square in the eye. Man, that's a tough one. She laid across my lap as we drove back to town. Yeah, Albert's laughing. She never cried. She never blamed me. She never hated me for it. 
couple of months later. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't believe in bait. You make your bed, you sleep in it. That's pretty good, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and oh, then you know, Albert's got his his you know he's trying to cry. Hanky, his hanky there. Yeah. That to try and click him up. He's like, I'm sorry for laughing at that, but uh, too funny. Um. Also, I want to mention the hospital is the gross food in the hospital. For some reason, they have an, a fetish in the show to show really gross food. <laughs> Well, the funny thing is, we, we, we you know, just, just your body, I can't even speak, but compare that to uh, a pie. You know, we have pie and donuts. So we have sometimes these lovely, great yeah. foods. And then we have the hospital food that it's is nasty. Gross. It actually makes sounds like, it actually is like, yeah. It's, yeah, like it's just really slushy. That, oh, Cooper sees the smiling bag. Yeah. It's the slushy kind of goopy food. So, um, so here's an interesting thing. Now, I'm going to have to put myself in the mindset of me being in this episode and not knowing what I know. Okay. I wrote, Bobby's dad had visions of his son um, hugging. So, he, he sits down with his son at the double R, and they talk. They talk it out. And it's almost like his dad's saying, I'm leaving? Like, his dad's acting weird. And he had a vision of him and his son hugging. And then, um, to me, I thought it was Bobby's dad leaving. Like, I I took this. Yeah, I'm not sure. The huckleberries are particularly delicious today. Particularly fresh and delicious. Nice. Bobby, may I share something with you? Okay. A vision I had in my sleep last night, as distinguished from a dream, which is mere sorting and cataloging of the day's events by the subconscious. I thought that was interesting. Was vision. Yeah, we've talked about vision yeah. and dreams. Huh? Clears a mountain stream. The mind revealing itself to itself. In my vision, I was on the veranda of a, a vast estate, a palazzo of some fantastic proportion. There seemed to emanate from it a, a light from within this gleaming, radiant marble. I had known this place. I, I had, in fact, been born and raised there. This was my first return, a reunion with the deepest wellsprings of my being. Wandering about, I noticed happily that the house had been immaculately maintained. There had been added a number of additional rooms, but in a way that blended so seamlessly with the original construction, one would never detect any difference. Returning to the house's grand foyer, there came a knock at the door. My son was standing there. He was happy and carefree. Clearly living a life of deep harmony and joy. We embraced a warm and loving embrace. Nothing was held. We were in this moment one.
my vision ended I awoke with a tremendous feeling of optimism and confidence in you and your future. That was my vision of you. You? Yeah. I'm so glad to have had this opportunity to share it with you. And this is what made me think he was leaving. That whole speech I wrote down is he leaving? Because mm-hmm. he, he gets up after that. I mean, if my dad sat me down and told me that, I'm like, are you leaving? Are you oh. dying? Is something happening yeah. to you? This is very, it's it's almost too like, um, kind of like, it's like symbolic. Of, yeah. uh, you know, just the, what, what he was saying, like, like I thought he was gonna walk out the door and we would never see him again. Right, and we and we do obviously. And yeah, I mean for me, I mean there's so many emotions I get from that, and that's a very emotional. I mean Bobby gets emotional yeah. about the whole and, thing. And that's the first time you see Bobby yeah. listen to his dad. Right. Other than he, that, he just wants to smoke a cigarette and ignore him. Ass. And he's yeah. yeah, he's. But my first thought is as a dad. Uh, he wants to say, "I want the best things for you. I want you to mm-hmm. have a great future, and I believe that you're gonna." And I think. Uh, you know, as a dad, you, you you hope that your son turns out right and that yeah. that things are good. And Bobby has been kind of messed up. I mean, he kind of he's been a troublemaker and stuff. My other thought is that like, so yeah, is, maybe he really can see the future and it, it will be great. And without spoiling anything, it'd be nice to see that happen in the new season. Like it would be yeah. nice to see twenty five years later. Could we see that everything that Bobby's dad, uh, Major Briggs, said could come true. Without, I mean, I don't want to mm. say what happens or if anything happens with Bobby, but I'd like yeah, to, see, I'd yeah. love to believe that what he's saying is it's true. true. And then there's, and then there's stuff coming up in the future that we'll be talking about, supernatural stuff that I, I, I feel like the stuff that uh, Major Briggs is talking about could also be considered. Now what I know, yeah, when he says the light, I'm like, could that be yeah, aliens? Right. Yeah, um, and be stuff s- like that. Right. It, it, what he said, it's like, if you saw us for the first time, you knew nothing beyond this episode, you take it almost at face value. Uh, you can think of it spiritually or something. But then when you watch the show and you go back and listen to that, it can mean something totally different. Yeah. You know? So Definitely. Yeah, totally. I think we've talked about, like, if you ever wanted to rewatch this, I think you would have a different perspective after watching the whole series mm-hmm. and going back and say, oh, I could see. And, and that, that, you know, they might have not even intended it that way, but you watch it and say, I could see that yeah. meaning that now that what yep. I know. So there was, a, there was a scene where Cooper is breaking down or is kind of talking more about um, uh, what could have happened the night of, of Laura Palmer's death. And stuff, and they're kind of going back and forth, like, "Oh, da, da, da. well, there's some there's some dialogue that was cut, but I thought you might you might appreciate this 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 stuff that was in the script." So, okay. Al, so they're breaking it down. It's like, "Oh, you know, this is what happened, and the killer must have done this." And, da, da, da. and so Albert says, "Attempting to implement Leo Johnson, he wrapped Laura's body in plastic that was taken from Leo's house or car." So this is in the original script that the Albert idea, said that Albert's saying this. So they're yeah. kind of like saying, "Okay, we remember that." You know, they're just talking about that night. What could yep. have happened? And yeah. so Albert says, "We think that it's quite possible that the plastic from Leo's house, house. was used in this murder, and it was it was only to set up Leo. It was another way for oh. the, the real murder." I'm just saying. That, I mean, I'm not. That's not saying that Leo isn't the murderer, but I'm saying that in, yeah, in this but script, I thought Leo was a murderer because of that plastic. Right, and so it's interesting yeah. to see that the writers decide that they want to put that in there, and they didn't actually use it yep. in, the, in the show. But it's still interesting to see that 
they had written something about that. And also, I feel like if they had put that in the show, it, I feel at this point in the game, the fact that nobody looked at inside Leo's house to take the plastic and to analyze it to see if it's the same plastic that she was wrapped in, to me, that would have been, like, that's something we would have done earlier. So if they added that to the script now, I feel like a they would have to go to his house to make well, sure exactly, it was the same right? well, plastic. Think, think about it though. So it, what we just saw was Andy's. Andy was at uh, at Leo's house and saying, "Oh, it's Albert is here. Albert is here." And and Truman and Cooper are already analyzing the house. So it, I could see Albert oh, okay, actually yeah, going yeah, in and yeah, yeah. And I keep forgetting it. that was Leo's house. Okay, yeah, 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 so, yeah. yeah. You're right, but like, yeah, they were anal- They they did, but they had. Yeah, they would have to. Make sure there was the same plastic, or if they saw something cut out of the yeah. plastic, like it seemed weird. Yeah, I mean, I think it was it was just interesting to yeah to, that we've always thought that, that yeah, that, and that now cra- they're saying it. Now they're actually saying Dang. it, and they're saying it. It was only for the killer to implement Leo. Like they wanted they wanted to make sure that they wouldn't get caught, so they're using they're they're trying to set Leo up. Yeah, which, and how would they have no proof of that? But that's a theory. That's a good theory. Yeah, right? and again, this is not canon. This is yeah, just, but yeah. it's fun because yeah. you and I have talked about it. It's yeah. fun to say, oh well, they had originally script that would say that. The throw us off. Yeah, just the throw. No, Major Briggs when he was another script thing that was in the script was Major Briggs mentioned when he was in the diner that wasn't in the show was that he um his his military base was about twenty minutes away and so that he liked to come to the double R and have pie and hang uh. out. But I thought that was kind of interesting. I never really think about like, oh, he actually does go to work. He wears his uniform and he actually does go. To, you know, <laughs> I don't know. You know, sometimes you don't think people go to work. You don't think the kids go to school. Yeah, and then you yeah, kind of like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess he does have a job and his the military. And then he has a daughter named Scully later on. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Starbuck. You know, Starbuck. Uh, William, uh, William uh, Scully there. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He has a. Too funny. You know, I was reading more. I mean, in preparing this, I was reading some of the interviews with him, and he was saying how he, when he was on the X Files, he wanted to make sure that they didn't make a major breaks. And it's hard because he is a, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a military guy and stuff. But he kept on telling the writers, "Please don't make me the same character as Twin Peaks. To just have something different." But, yeah, you don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, Catherine is missing. That's something we. It's not much to talk about other than Catherine is. After the sawmill burnt down, right. she went into hiding or just disappeared. We have right. no, we have right no for the evidence. for the law enforcement, uh, the, yeah, the, the for the the police, the, the, all they know is that Josie and, and Catherine are both missing. They yep. don't know where the whereabouts are either. Um, now, this episode does contain a lot of donuts, like a huge. <laughs> what do you, do you think that actually cast members would eat these donuts after the scenes? Because that was a there's a lot of donuts. Maybe or that's a lot of donuts. You do wonder that, like, are they real donuts? I mean, yeah, they got to I mean, be prop donuts because they because right. they go through a lot of donuts if they were real. Yeah. Um, you know, the first season, I never did get to bring this up on the show, but on the yeah. first season, I think it was like the, um, maybe it was like the first episode, Cooper says, um, a policeman's dream, or actually it might be the pilot, a, a policeman's yes. dream. And I thought, it, you know, it's funny that he says policeman's dream, and then a few episodes later, later he, the policeman being <laughs> FBI agent has a dream, dream and stuff like that. But yeah, a policeman's dream. And this is, this is the first episode, too. You know, usually they do like just like shots of the trees and sawmill. Yeah. They actually just do a, a pan and a fade of donuts in this episode. <laughs> we just missed it. But just donuts, donuts. sliding across <laughs> your screen. Um, so this episode, Ben and Jerry Horn meet Hank. Now, I wrote that because I think they don't 
Do they meet Hank? They know who Hank is. But why who, did I write this? that? Ben and Jerry Horn meet Hank. Jerry so and actually, Ben Horn so meet Hank. They've worked with Hank before. Actually, Hank was the one that recommended Leo for the the fire. Yeah. So I think this is follow up where where um, I think they're like um, I don't know if they're following up if he did a good job on the whole. Yeah, think, that's what it I was. Think, that's what it was. You're yeah. Right. So they're just following up on yep. on how things went. Leo is in a coma. Come to find, you know, we find we we know this that Leo's in a coma. I think there's actually a scene where you see Lee, uh, Leo laying on the table, and his I like Leo's on the table. The uh, the doctor, the not the doctor, but the guy doing the autop, not the autopsy, the doctor, just a doctor's there, and um, um, what's her name shows Shelly shows up, and. Cause she, I think Shelly realizes she's still in love with Leo. Like, I think she feels feel, bad what she did. I don't know. Is that in this episode, or are you talking about another episode? I feel like I can't. I don't think. Maybe you're right. That happened in the next episode. Right. Yeah, I jumped ahead of myself. <laughs> Leo's in a coma. Catherine could have been burned up in the fire. That's their theory. Is Catherine could have been burned up in the fire? But there's no evidence of that. But I think that's what some people are thinking. Um. Oh, here, here we go. Donna takes over Laura's Meals on Wheels route because she wants to be become Laura. Right. And did she get a note about this? I think she got a yeah. note. To say, a note. I, I think it's the next episode when she actually goes on the route. Right. We but, see her going Yeah, we yeah. learn about it. Yeah. Um, and then um, Paul, uh, Palmer. Oh. Leland oh, Palmer. Leo, yeah. Um, Palmer with Dinner with Leland fainting after singing. Yeah, so we're we're at the scene where where this is a weird scene. <laughs> where we are at the I think we're at the Hayward family, and yep. we get to learn that um, Donna not only has one sister, but she has two sisters besides her. Which are, they never they're never in the show. We had a, we had one sister in the pilot who was never seen in, until this episode, and then we have another sister who plays the piano, yes. which we never see again. Yeah, but. Um, it, well, isn't one dressed as a ballerina or one's dancing yeah, or something like that? And the father, he, you know, you know, he comes in and he dances and he sings. Yeah. The piano and she's dressed in a tutu and it's like a, it's like a musical number. It's like, they're having a good time. And then he faints. Um, I think we, I mean, we need to play this a little bit in a bit. Okay. I mean, I don't know if right yet. Yeah. We'll wait for a second and then we'll have maybe Leland sing a little bit. Cause I do, I get a kick out of yeah. his singing. He's, he's a riot and stuff. I mean, to go from this really crying constantly to all of a sudden he's you, happy and chipper. And you think this was an answer to like fans going, oh, okay, he's miserable too much. He needs it was to be either happy. the fans or it's like, I mean, the, the actor Ray Wise was like when he first got the part and he's like, and he cries at the morgue and, and, he, and he cries in, in the bedroom and he cries, cries at the phone and like, all he does is cry. He does. He <laughs> so, cries I mean, so much. So it's like, oh, thank God I'm not crying anymore. I actually get to have some lines and, and sing and do something else. Yeah. Um. So this scene, do you think people watching at home they get to the scene and they're like, we have maybe 10 minutes left of the show, 15 tops, and we don't have a killer. You think people are pissed? Yeah, if they're still, <laughs> if, if they're in that mind frame of I want to know right away, they might have been gone by the time Cooper was while Cooper was on the floor. <laughs> but I think the people who really respect it and love this show, yeah. you know, they'll go for anything. They're like, hey, I just want to see these characters. In, Why don't we get some, uh, maybe some dialogue here? I do play Mendelssohn's Rondo Capriccio. So oh, she's still. Uh, 
Ah, we'll go back. We'll come back. And if you think about it, the show is almost bookmarked by two big scenes. Cooper on the floor, and then it ends with this long scene. Of, yeah. You know, it's these two bookmark pieces. Right. Um, it's interesting how I, they his book did arms the... were like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on with this yeah, giant yeah. here, and, and I don't know what's going on, which, right, is, is this the murder of Laura Palmer? Like, am I witnessing... <laughs> You're witnessing the murder of people might not watch the show anymore. I don't know. But, yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, All right, he faints. let's get a little bit. Uh, it faints. Yeah, he faints because of his... It's kind of interesting. Sometimes it's... The song choice. The song choice. Yeah. Yeah. Now it gets a little scary. Yeah, yeah. He starts like getting too much. It's almost like, it's almost like this happiness is a mask for. Maybe maybe things aren't as perfect. Maybe he's still grieving and dealing with, you know, yeah. this stuff. Like it's yeah, a, yeah. But I also think it's th- that song is kind of there's some religious overtones, and I feel like on the, the other whole, side, peaceful yeah, the, and stuff like yeah, that. Like yeah, I feel like you're heaven, or I don't know. But yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I feel like every once in a while you get these little sprinkles of. I mean, maybe because I, I, you know, I grew up Christian, so I, I look at it as a Christian. Mm. But I mean, it doesn't have to be. It's still these kind of like spiritual. Well, if you if you if you like lyrically, yeah, I agree with you. And, and yeah, he's masking himself, and I, I think that's the breaking point where he realizes maybe I I just can't. This like, is a facade. Yeah, let's almost. get happy, like he's saying, because that's the song. Is let's get happy. Da, da, yeah, da, and it's yeah. like I'm really happy. I'm really ah, I'm happy. <laughs> it's like someone hit the fast forward button, right. and then he just like sputtered out right there. Yeah. And, I can't do this. I mean, he is happier, but he. You know, it's almost like a switch with him. It mm-hmm. wasn't like a gradual getting out of it. It was just like, bam, I'm happy. Right. And I have white hair. I should be happy <laughs> because I killed uh, someone. Per- yeah. I killed someone. <laughs> I killed what I thought was the, the, killer. One, the killer and stuff. But yeah. And so Cooper is talking with Diane in his bed and saying he thought he, he saw a giant in his room. <laughs> yeah. Um, man for Vision is back. Talks about third man shoots a ball of light into him i like that i was gonna talk about that too isn't that something yeah. like what it, yeah i mean i honestly don't know what that is i mean even i don't know it's kind of like did the giant go into him is this a whole idea of a vision that is you know do you think it's what uh bob's dad said what's bob's dad's name again um oh bobby right Bobby's Bob, dad. bobby uh, major briggs major briggs right you know major briggs says something about a light yeah he does and he's like a you know like it's almost like, do you think his little speech is foreshadowing, and then all of a sudden the giant shoots light into... Um... Possibly. I mean, definitely. I, I mean, for things I know, I could link things together if mm. I wanted to. But, I mean, there's no answer, really, to that. But yeah. it is interesting. I do like that effect of the light going into him and stuff. Yeah, but, it's yeah. like, yeah, he's shooting his force into him. I mean, I like to think of it as almost like, the answers are within you. <laughs> I mean, really, though. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. kind of go... Yeah, we have all. We always have these like dreams with the, at the red room, and then we have this giant, and it always seems to be that like 
the clues are all around you, but it's really within you, you. to understand it and figure it out. So yeah, like yep. I mean, that's how I kind of would interpret it. And we, we didn't talk much. We haven't talked. Audrey, a lot about, uh, she's things. just trapped there, and she's people trapped. think she ran away. Yeah, people don't. She's missing, but she is stuck at uh, one eye jacks. One eye jacks because well, she can't escape, and she's trying to figure out who the killer is and her dad. She, I think she realizes, hey, my dad runs this place. This is weird. Yeah, it's pretty disturbing. And yeah. she had hints. She kind of thought maybe, too, at some point. But, yeah, and she's praying. I mean, she's praying to Cooper. Yes. Special agent Cooper. <laughs> if you can hear me. Yes. And she's, like, talking about, like, if you could help me. and Because now – so she she actually put an envelope in his door. That's he picks what's... it up, and then yes. he gets a phone call. This is you know this is the last season, and you know he also he was getting room service for. This is the last episode of yeah, the season finale. Yeah. He was getting room service for his milk, so he had said that. But he placed the he placed the envelope down, and the envelope actually ended up under his bed. And he finds it later on. And later on, but right now, right. He but that doesn't... tells him where she is. Right. Yeah. But, but right she's now... kind of like I gave you the note and like. And, like, you know, he actually, you know, yeah, like, he was at One-Eyed Jack's when he was undercover last. It's only been a day. I know. It's only been. It's, it's true. It's only been. It's, it's only been. A, it's been, like, two days, right? Yeah, I, like, because they went to One-Eyed Jack's at night. He came home, was shot that night. He was it the same up. night? Was it Yeah, it was the same night. He was coming back from One-Eyed Jack's. Was it One-Eyed Jack's? Yeah. I can't remember now. Yeah. You might be right. Yes, because the, the final episode, that's when they went to One-Eyed Jack's. He met. Oh, you're Jock. absolutely right. Because yeah. Jock, because Jock, he sets Jock up to, to basically say, "Oh, I've got a new yeah. deal to get you're some." You're a mule. You're a mule. I'm Come on mule. over the border. You're absolutely yep. right. Yeah. So it's only has been a day since she saw him. <laughs> she was thinking, you know, she, he's there to rescue. He's 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 at the uh, yeah. it's a casino. But a whole day has gone by. Right. And there's a web page that chronicles every day, and it shows you what it starts in February. Yep. And it goes through. It's pretty interesting. I know you were telling me how it's like. Yeah, a day I've got or it. If you ever want to see, but I mean, we, we, that's I gotta wait till the show's over yeah, for right. me though, because I'll ruin something. Right. I mean, I don't think it's spoiling anything to say that it's basically a month. Yeah. That the whole yeah. Season, because I mean, if, if you're if you're thinking that we have 22 episodes this season and we had seven the last episode, you put it together and we basically have one month, month, month of Twin Peaks. Really. Uh, yeah. You know, every day is. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. I'll just mention. I mean, I I didn't know when to mention it, but I'll bring it up now. I mean, I think we've mentioned it maybe on a, on a previous podcast that Steven Spielberg almost directed this episode. Yeah, we were talking about that. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I'm kind of I'm kind of glad you didn't. And I mean, you were telling me he would, would intentionally want it to be weird. Yeah. So yeah. So so Spielberg Steven Spielberg says. I will do this, but it's got to be strange and, and challenging, and it's got to yeah, it's just got to be really weird, and then I'll be, I'm all for it. And I really think he might have done it. And uh, Mark Frost actually had dinner with him, and so they really worked things out. And then David Lynch hears about this, and he's like, No, 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 I'm gonna direct the the the, the, the first the new episode <laughs> of the first. Baby. It's course his baby. Should, yeah, yeah. It's like he can do a later. He can do a, he can do a show later down in the se- second season. Yeah. And that never happened, as we know. But uh. It also may have not happened because I think Steven Spielberg was directing Hook, Hook yeah. the movie at that time. So I don't know, but it was yeah that I I love I love the how the show went and stuff and, the, and this this yeah you wouldn't get you wouldn't have had the waiter no. for five minutes no, you wouldn't no. have these yeah I don't even think we talked about that I think the um, Cooper went to. Uh, Oh, is that the next episode? Maybe that's the next, next episode. episode. Oh, I almost said something. Yeah, okay, yeah. but that's still—I think I'm confusing because David Lynch directs the next episode and he takes his time as well. 
But, yeah, you wouldn't have had these scenes, um, very memorable scenes, if uh, Spielberg had directed. Uh, now, the end of the episode with the uh, Polanski girl coming out of her coma, yep. she's having a nightmare or vision or anything, I don't know, of Bob killing Laura from the... Um, a nightmare of Bob killing Laura from uh, Polanski when she's coming out of her coma. Yep, Renette, right. So... That's what made me think Bob was the third person. And I think that makes perfect sense, right? I yeah. mean, that makes perfect sense. I walk She's out of this like, going, it's Bob! No, Laura, Laura! And, yeah, and yeah. you're seeing this. And, um, you know, I think I, sh- I, I don't think I shared it on the show, but I think I shared it with you. There was a there was a theory that uh, that Bob was giving CPR and stuff like that, that he was, he was like... <laughs> That would be no. really messed I, up. I, I mean, I can't say much, but I, I mean, because I, I can't, I can't say much, but I mean, I think all viewers should, should, should be led to believe that Bob was that the Bob killer. was the killer and stuff. But I don't, I think we, we don't get enough information, and we, and we have to keep watching. But that's what, right, because when we spoke, that's what you were led to believe. And yeah, I mean, I mean, I know it's could be. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know right. who the killer is, um, but. No, we really haven't seen much of her either, and she's having these flashes. Yeah, I mean, the I think fire walk with me, right? Thing yeah, the there's a flash of, of the piece of paper, fire walk with me, and then we're seeing uh, dead Laura Palmer. And I always, I, mean, I think it's interesting how, like, you want to play this? <laughs> it's creepy. There you go. That's the end. And that that whole thing. I don't know if it's like, if it's grieving or if it's come monster. It's like a, it's a weird kind of you like the way it, he's. It reminds me of Frankenstein when he killed the girl at the water. Huh. Remember when Frankenstein, the little girl's picking the flowers, and the Frankenstein comes over, and he kills her by accident. Oh yeah. And he's like, the, you know, he's like, he freaks out. Right. That's what it reminded me of. I like that. I think that's really cool. Yeah. yeah I so mean, I could, that's awesome. I just don't. So it was all an accident. That like, me, there is no murder. There yeah. is no serial killer. Teresa Banks was a mistake, yeah. and and that whole thing with the the uh, putting letters in the fingers. <laughs> <laughs> that would just happen to be. It there. just happened to be. There. He's like, oh, I see a, a, a double R, the double R diner menu. I'll just take that R and stick it in. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I also had my notes for this episode that is Hank the killer too. That was another. Um, I think I and wait, just. Well, I mean, had... I'm not saying much, but uh, what leads you to believe that maybe? Um, hold on. Let me see what I find. I wrote... Oh, wait. Hold on. Episode... Okay. I just wrote... Hank is the killer? Question mark? And I don't know... Oh, is Hank the third guy? Question mark. Killer. And... That was after the Bob... Uh, Bobby's dad at the double R. For some reason, I thought Hank was the killer... Just because, you know, Hank's taken out all these people. He's out of prison. But he was in prison during Laura's death. He wasn't even... Was he? Yeah, he was. Oh, I guess he was. Maybe he, he, maybe he, he escaped. He... No, no. <laughs> yeah, Hank was in prison, so he couldn't be the killer. But for some reason... What if it? What if it's? What if it's? Uh, I'm, I'm throwing some theories out there. What if it? What if it's not one killer? What if it's like multiple killers and like Hank killed Laura Palmer and uh, well, Leo couldn't kill Teresa Banks, but somebody else. He, Hank's working with somebody else, and he one person kills Teresa and one person kills uh, and Hank kills. You know her. that's plausible because Hank could have had he he could send letters out to people. 
So right. you could have talked to somebody. Yeah, I won't go any further than that theory. I was like, oh, you could tell this person, but then if I did that, you'll be marking that person as not being the killer. So yeah. I won't say Don't that. say anything, because uh, I myself do not know. So now, that episode, that wraps up. The first, that was the first episode that of the season one. two. Yeah, season it, it, two. it was a two-hour movie, really. I mean, that ending would have gave me chills at ten o'clock at night. Oh yeah, I mean, I remember it. It freaked me out when yeah, I yeah. saw it. I was like, ah, what is going on? And yeah, he could be grieving. He could be crazy, and he killed someone, and he has to feast again. He could be a serial killer. Who knows? Right. But it really does leave you to believe that Bob is the third person. And you know what? He is the third person in a way because he's there. But yet again, is that a vision? Right. But we're seeing. I know it's very, it's very confusing. Right. Coma dr- fever dream. She's coming out of a coma, and that's what yep. she's seeing. Right. So did that really happen? Right. I don't know. I know that's what we have to keep watching and see what happens and stuff. So I, I guess as a viewer, the people must have been happy. They gave you gave you a hint, but. How do you get to that conclusion? Right. Because the viewer Cooper, got it. Cooper didn't say, I know who killed Laura Palmer. Yeah, yeah. It was Bob. And I think, and I think that's frustrating for viewers, I'm sure. Yeah. Some viewers, anyways, that, like, okay, it looks like he's the killer, but I don't know. But nobody else I don't knows know that except for Where is he? Who is he? I've never seen him on the show. And it's not like we're going to, he walks by. He's like, let's arrest him and stuff. And yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested because I'm. Not that far ahead of this episode right now, so I, I'm I'm excited myself. So now, Ben, you had stuff uh, you wanted to play. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're getting that ready. I'm getting that ready, but you know, I'll I'll, I'll share one more thing uh, with you that you know, in my research, I haven't really seen anywhere else that I just happened upon while preparing for this show. Okay. That like I was looking at different newspapers, and one of them was this Roman News Tribune newspaper. It was in September 28, 1990, and it talks about Diane joining the show of Twin Peaks. Diane, the secretary of Cooper, yeah, being a uh, they have, oh yeah yeah. So uh, there's there's they they're supposedly gonna have an actress, uh, who, Carolyn uh, Lindley Lindley. She was in the, the Podium Adventure film, and so there was all this talk. But she of course never actually did end up being on the show. But I guess at one point they were really considering actually having the secretary come on season two and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I liked her. Be- I, liked I her like being her mystery. too. I like the mystery too. But it's still fascinating to say like to see like behind the scenes that yeah. hey. We had this idea to maybe bring this character in, and then we nixed it and stuff. But. It's sort of like she's like, you know, um, in Cheers, you had uh, you had Norm's wife, and you never saw Norm's That's true. Wife. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. And I, I watched The Big Bang Theory, and, like, you never saw um, oh, yeah, um, Wats- Wats- Wallowitz's, Wallowitz's mom. mom. And then, you know, home improvement, you never saw the neighbor's face. Right, right, So right. it's sort of like yeah. it falls into that category. Right. Yeah. And I don't know if we ever talked about it, but, like, there were theories out there that Diane wasn't even real. Like, could it be? Was Ooh, it, yeah. Like, either he, he named his tape recorder Diane, Diane or that maybe he was crazy or, you know, that. He wasn't an FBI agent <laughs> at all. And he just came in. He's really the killer. He's really <laughs> I, mean, killer? I, I, I feel like I have to spoil it for you. Cooper killed Laura Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> he came into, he's been killing people. And then, uh, and then he he's able to investigate it. And uh, yeah, Ben, what if that was the truth? <laughs> Whoops, <laughs> I've ruined it. What if uh, that couldn't be the truth? Because why would he be in the next season? Like the killer? What? <laughs> <laughs> 
no, I no. thought about that, you yeah. know. Oh, I thought oh, about that. Oh, now I've ruined it for you. I'm sorry. No, I, I, I thought about it in a way that I knew it wasn't true, but I just kind of played with the idea in my head. Right. Like, what if he was the killer? That would be something. But huh? no, he's not. His character, that would just been like. Maybe I'm telling you it is so that you think it won't be. And then when you find out that it is him, you'll be surprised. Like, I had no idea. Yeah, I know he's not the killer. Uh, I know. But that would be cool, though. So I think we're, we're done with the Diane tapes that um Scott Frost uh, and uh, Kyle MacLachlan uh, did. We, I'd been, mm. We've been doing at the end of each show. It pretty much, it pretty much ended at, around the time of this episode like it went it went to the tapes pretty much ended there was no there was no cassette tape for uh yeah for the second season unfortunately yeah but i mean so it's hard to find this cassette tape um and the thing is we don't even use cassette tapes but there are people out there who have put it on youtube so you could google uh, you know you could you, oh, you, cool. you could youtube uh Secret, what is it? No, not Secret Diary of Laura Palmer. It's uh, the the Diane, the the, t- the, the Twin Di- Peaks tapes and stuff like that. And you probably could find the, the entire t- the entire. I think it's like forty something minutes, forty eight minutes of oh, wow. of Cooper. So I haven't done. We haven't done every single one. We would kind of sprinkle them out through the first season. So you know they're out there. I would love it if they would do a digital version. That, you know maybe for the twenty fifth anniversary or something. On CD, really? Yeah, on CD yeah, or yeah. download. I mean, this day and age. Is I, that on I, iTunes? No, that's what I mean. Wow. I, I want it on iTunes or something. Yeah, Let's download yeah. it. But, uh, so, that, and, so I think I mean I think we, we can talk about each week if people have recommendations. I know we're talking about maybe doing the Log Lady intros. I think what else you, you mentioned something else. Well, maybe, the Log Lady oh, intros, but we could see those in the Blu-rays. But I actually think it would be fascinating to hear those those phone calls. Yeah, yeah, the that could messages be fun to, because right. maybe a lot of people have never heard those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I, I want to hear the Mystery Man. That'd be awesome. Yeah, so maybe yeah. we could do that. All right, we'll know. look into that in the future. If, if I can find them, and, I, and I'd like to you know, sync them up with wherever we are, we could do yeah. that. So yeah. for today, I thought it would be fun to have uh, the monologue of Kyle MacLachlan on Saturday Night Live. That was on uh, September 29th, 1990, the day before the season premiere of the new season. Kyle mm-hmm. went on uh, on Saturday Night Live, and I thought it'd just be fun. We're not doing the whole monologue. I thought we'd just do a snippet of it, or... The part that I thought was fun. All right. So, are, are we gonna pl- we're not ending the show with that, are we? Yes. So, okay. Well, before we do, we have yeah we we got we got we got um you gotta like us on Facebook, Twin Peaks Unwrapped. You gotta follow us on fa- on Twitter, which we've been com- becoming very um hip and uh, popular on Twitter. Yeah. Thanks I mean, I to you, Ben. Gonna, You've been really no, doing no, a good no, job well, with both the Twitter of us and stuff. It's fun. To, it's fun to be seeing new people interested in it. Yeah. And please, we, I mean, we loved hearing having comments. So please, you know, yep. yeah, send us send us through Twin Peaks Unwrapped at gmail.com, You know, emails or if we, yeah, Twitter and our Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you guys, and we love to, you know, we love to have feedback. And I have, we did get one email, um, which you can email us at twinpeaksunwrapped at gmail.com. like this person did. Daniel, um, he said, just want to say I'm enjoying the show and hope you continue. I really like how you analyze the original scripts and more obscure production and story details, Ben. That's all. Especially for season one, where the original scripts, except for the pilot, are difficult to find. That's my favorite stuff, which I think... That's what we're bringing to the. You're bringing to the table. Well, we are. This is our show. I mean, like when we first started, if you yeah. if you listen to, to uh, number zero, 
our, our, our kind of introduction to this show, I th- I think the idea was that was, this is a time capsule in some ways that yeah, we're kind of yeah. we're we're opening this up. We're trying to get a sense of it. I love the idea of just like doing the research and saying, hey, yeah. you know this and that. So yeah, this, yeah, it's our show. This is what we're doing. Yeah, it's cool. I think cool. this is the show we would both want to listen to. You yeah. Know? Um, that's my favorite stuff. He says, and I'm enjoying hearing the Cooper to Diane tapes at the end of every episode, which I've never heard before. Interesting stuff. All right, good luck. Daniel, thank you for the email. You can email us at twinpeaksunwrapped at gmail.com. And Daniel's great. I mean, yeah. he, he, he's been on, the email. Uh, he's, he, he's uh, done feedback on uh, on uh, Sparkwood and 21 podcast, and that's the other Twin, P- Twin Peaks podcast. Okay. Yep. And he's got a lot of insight. And I know I don't, I can put in the show notes, he's got a blog that he does, and he's really insightful. Like, he, oh, cool. He, you know, he, he'll, he'll see things that Lynch has done in other work and compared it to Twin Peaks. And he, I, I really like this stuff. So I hope he will continue to, uh, you know, give us feedback as we continue the show. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely give him a little plug on our um, info on the notes for the, each show. And, I'm hoping the, those notes, you put a lot of work into it to get people the information. I, it, it sounds like people do appreciate it. So um, it's awesome. I, I think this, there's a lot of show podcasts out there that review things, but I think with your research and your knowledge, it's kind of bringing. It's, in, it's, it's just more a different style. Different it's a different stuff. style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think Emma on, 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 on uh, uh, Sparkwood in 21, she's really good at, at, at doing the recap. Like she, yeah. I mean, and, 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 yeah, both of them are. And she just – and I don't know if I have the patience to go and and, and go through the whole episode and say this oh, happened, this happened, that. Yeah, but yeah. that's not our style. Yeah. We're very loose and, and maybe we're more – I think we're more focused on what interests us. And that's yep. just how we do it and stuff. And but I think I, we're hitting the major beats. We don't need to talk I hope about so. it. Yeah, but I think we're hitting the major beats of every episode. And like I said, I don't know who the killer is yet. I kind of slowed down watching because I'm almost right. caught up to yeah. what we're doing. I don't want to go too ahead because I want that mystery still. I'm almost I almost feel I'm gonna be so sad when I find out. Oh, you know, like then the mystery's yeah. over. Right. But the show's not over. It'll be fun. It'll be yeah. fun to talk about. Yeah, 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 when we get to that point. Like, yeah, what do you think? Where do where we go? Where do we go from here? I mean, yeah, yeah. 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 And and also a big thanks to Joel for being on the show last week. And if everything works out well, we should have him on again. After we find after we find out who the killer is, yeah, that'd we'll be do awesome another show with Joel, and yeah. uh, hopefully he'll become maybe a staple with us once in a while. To that'd have be awesome. On. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. yeah, I think he brings a lot to the to, to the show and his, his insight and stuff. And yeah, that'd be really fun. I think he's really excited to see what you think. Of yeah, this I know. Stuff. I mean, it's and it's it's always amazing, you know, twenty five years later, and there's people out there who don't know and stuff. And I think that's good, and I, especially with social media and like yeah. everything you see is like. You know, it's so easy for you to actually find out, and so I'm I'm excited. And that it's to- weird, even like, um, never, like, yeah. I mean, ten years of being on social media in my lifetime, and and being on the internet and stuff, and I I've never come across anything. Yeah. For Twin Peaks, telling me who the killer is. That's cool. And I've always been interested in watching the show, and I'm not. I never was seeking the answer. Right. But I, it's never fallen into my lap either. You, I've never so hopefully, heard it. From hopefully, you can make you know? it. Hopefully, you can make it. Yeah, don't spoil so. it. Don't 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 send uh, Brian messages and spoil it. <laughs> yeah, I don't Google it or anything. Yeah, but uh, we're so yeah. We're close. I, I think we were saying uh, if we're we're about to wrap up, we could, yes. we could play. I know it's never as good as actually seeing it, but at least you get a sense of uh, Kyle on uh, on Saturday Night Live. I think it'd be fun. So uh, thanks for watching or listening. Yeah, see you next week. Next week.
Is your name pronounced McLaughlin? <laughs> it's McLaughlin. Close. It's it's Scottish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this isn't so much a question about you, but I'm a big Twin Peaks fan, and I was kind of wondering, are we going to find out this year who killed Laura Palmer? Yeah, it's, uh, it's Shelley the Waitress, and uh, well, they're going uh, to reveal that in the last episode. So. Any, uh, any more questions? Or? Okay, well, listen, we have a great show tonight. Sinead O'Connor is here. Carol, could, uh, could you come into the control room for a moment? There's a phone call for you. Yeah, okay. Um, excuse me. It's David Lynch. <laughs> David, are you watching? Uh, well, what do you think? Well, he asked me, what was I supposed to do, lie? I've been in the business for six years, David. You know that. <laughs> what, what good would it be telling? It's, it's Shelly, David. I mean, the episode's been shot. It's Shelly, okay? They're, I mean, they're going to find out eventually. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I understand. Okay. I'll, I'll try. I'll, I All right. I, uh, I want to say one thing. Uh, earlier when I made the joke about Shelley, the waitress, killing Laura Palmer, I, I just wanted to make sure that you all knew that it was a joke. And, uh, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't come out here and, and tell you that, uh, you know, uh, that it was uh, real and ruin, ruin my chances of being in the second season. I mean, only a real idiot who never wanted to work in Hollywood would, and who deserves a real big spanking would, um, would do such a stupid thing like that. So. Uh, Anyway, we've got a great show, so stick around. We'll be right back.